Jersey, Judah, and it's uh, 825. I'm at my job, but the, um, the issue right now is these people haven't left, so this is going to be great. We're going to have a lot of people. upset in a little bit the part-timers just showed up this event that's taking place is still going on there's a few things that i gotta do before i leave but i'm not really prioritizing it because these people essentially let me know the last minute that things were going to get as busy as excuse me as busy as it's gotten so Realistically, I don't give a shit. I'm just waiting for these people to leave. Because I have a feeling once I'm done the shit that I need to do here, I'm pretty much clocking out and leaving myself. But anyway, no time to really play music. Matter of fact, I can play an instrumental real quick. I think that's what I'm going to do before I officially get shit started, man unorganized episode, unorganized workday, but it is what it is, just want a small playlist, maybe something a little older, who knows, let me see, It's a lot of long ones, man. Pause. A lot of four-minute pieces. I only want, you know, a three-minute. All right, this is good enough. All right, let's get this shit started officially. A little bit of music. Smoke a little bit of this joint. Uh, Try to get through this video and uh, see what happens. Thank you. 
Hmm. Shit, man. So, yeah, I'm watching my uh, co-worker fucking part-time fucking loser pacing back and forth in the parking lot. I'm assuming that they are upset about them still having an event at 8.31 p.m. I'm leaving in the next hour and 15 minutes. Wait. No, because an hour... It's 9.30, 30 minutes, 10, hour and 45 minutes, 10, 10, 10, 15. <coughs> That's when I'm leaving. I don't give a shit. These people are just unorganized here. I was actually doing an episode earlier at around 6.30. I started recording, continued to record at 7 paused the recording, went inside to make sure everything was good, went back into my car afterwards, started, continued recording. Then I realized that these people are still here at a certain time. And then I just said, fuck it. I pretty much did one area, like one hallway where I know that nobody else was going to go in that area, finished up. And here I am now chilling. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to go through this video again. (coughs) And pretend (coughs) as if I did not go through the video previously before I was interrupted. But now we're going back into it. The evil economics of Tinder. All right. And I want to get this content creator before we go in ordinary things ordinary things on youtube responsible for the content not here for a long time but we're here for a good time let's dive in ah tinder where your friends find girlfriends you find bitcoin bot scams and i find your mum But how did this X-rated version of Fruit Ninja become the Western world's favorite way to meet the prime suspect in their own murder? Well, partly by exploiting the desperation of their own customers and maximizing misery at every available opportunity. Just like frisbee golf and spelling women incorrectly, Tinder first gained inexplicable popularity on American college campuses. The app was created by Sean Rad during the great frat Sean boy application startup boom. It was marketed heavily Shut in sororities it. and fraternities <laughs> and booze-laden party events. Rad built a prototype with Joe Minotes in 2012 and then launched the app properly with an expanded team of founders the following year. But Tinder wasn't some garage band operation. It is owned by The Match Group, which has systematically been acquiring a majority stake in the world's online dating market since its inception. Starting with Match.com, they also own Plenty of Fish, Our Time, OkCupid, Pears, Alblo, Amorex, Black People Meat, Bilk, and Jeez. as of 2019, Hinge, 
also known as Tinder for people who think they're too good for Tinder. Bumble remained separate from the Match Group's empire, but it was founded by Tinder co-founder Whitney Wolf. The Match Group has quickly dominated the dating market market. And Tinder is its most successful enterprise, accounting for 56% of the group's total revenue in 2019. And that's because it's popular with the dating world's largest and horniest demographic, young adults aged 18 to 25. Older services like Match.com and OkCupid found success with smaller, older, desperater demographics. People who are willing to fill out long, complicated questionnaires and sift through long, boring profiles because they were motivated by their desire not to die alone. On Tinder, all you needed was a Facebook account and a couple of photos. No personality required. Unlike its boomer-filled predecessors, Tinder doesn't even check whether you're a sex. Don't you hate? And I'm just saying this randomly because I'm I'm in my park. I'm in the parking lot of my job, right now. Realistically, I would have been done with this episode already. And I would already been pretty much finishing up what I need to do. But I realized because all this bullshit is still going on at my job, I'm pretty much at liberty to continue to sit in my car until these people leave. And then when they're all finally gone, probably at like, I don't know, 930, I'll spend the next, you know, 40 minutes trying to get the rest of what I can. And then after that, when 1010 comes, oh, time for me to punch out, leave. Now, whatever's left, that's going to be the person who's coming in's problem because now they'll have to deal with having to do things the last minute. And then they'll know what it's like to have to do things the last minute. Me, I don't sweat it. Y'all paying me regardless, and I'm and I'm gonna only work the eight hours that I'm given. I'm not gonna put in the extra work if y'all don't put in the extra consideration. But see, that's just how I play the game. See, a lot of people they play the game different. You see, I don't, I don't, I don't pretend to uh, participate in this foolishness. But I hate women that that talk with their hands. I've seen women when they communicate, their hands are just going left and right back. It's just like, what are you doing? You're not even saying anything meaningful. You're doing more with your hands than you're doing with your lips. What the? Or not. Anyone can find love on their platform. Rad and his team promised something that the Pornhub sidebar had always failed to deliver hot singles in your area. But instead of giving you a computer virus, it was facilitating the spread of sexually transmitted ones. However, the app's success is also rooted in its most famous feature. With this simple gesture, Tinder transformed online dating from a book report into a slutty slot machine. This is another one of Tinder's co-founders, Jonathan Bedeen, explaining how he came up with the feature. Um, and so it allows you to also sort of make quick decisions, which I think was uh, sort of key to Tinder. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it kind of forces a quick decision. Exactly. Oh, oh. If you've used Tinder at all, then that noise probably 
does something for you. The swipe feature and its associated reward system is a perfect example of what behavioral psychologists call operant conditioning, as demonstrated by these pigeons. One of the, one of the schedules which is very effective with, with rats or pigeons is what we call a variable ratio schedule, and that is at the heart of all gambling devices and has the same effect. A pigeon can become a pathological gambler just as a person can. Our brains get juiced with dopamine when we anticipate a reward, often more so than when we're actually receiving one. It's the same feeling that Granny gets when she's sat at the slot machine, and it inspires the same kind of behavior. Repetitive, mechanical motion. Like those pigeons, Tinder keeps us pecking at one another through the anticipation of a reward. This anticipation can also be frustrating though, especially when those seeds stop falling. Tinder is very, very secretive about what it once called its desirability score, a hidden rating given to every user that governs how often they're shown to people and who they're shown to. As of 2019, Tinder claims they no longer rely on this rating system and that they instead adjust potential matches you see each and every time your profile is liked or noped. How that's different to what it was like before is, um, well, it's not different. Tinder just don't like you to think about the fact that you have a secret rating system that you can't access or change through any definite behavior. For an undisclosed number of swipers then, Tinder will intentionally surface your profile less depending on what others think of you. So what's the solution to this? Well, Tinder may well have... Well, <clears throat> there's something that was said about the pigeon and the gambler, right? Does the gambler, when it comes to lust and loyalty, right? So the gambler in, in the term of a person risking a lot or everything for maybe just a simple item, simple task, but all they're willing to do for it It's it's astronomical. They're, they're willing to gamble. And that gamble of lust is sort of the dating apps. It's the hookup culture for women, especially. But they're used to gambling because they themselves are the currency. You get as far as you travel through time, right? You usually get as far as you can or as far as you travel in terms of what you're willing to do to improve yourself, improve your surroundings, improve your environment, things like that, right? For the gambler of loyalty, it's really the lust and loyalty. It's sort of the alpha, it's sort of the alpha and beta, just sort of more dumbed down, translated, where the gambler of lust can be a man who's a high value man or a man of high value and dabble with multiple women. They can go out there and decide, hey, you know, just because I can, realistically, I'm going to deal with three women at once. 
Now, that's the gambler of lust because it realistically, in one man's right mind, one woman, one one decent woman is enough. Realistically, three burdens, three women are three burdens. Two women are two burdens. One burden is enough. Some people look at kids as a burden. One child is enough. For some, four or five child, four or five children, enough. To each his own. But that lust, that gamble of lust, is something that it's a gamble that a man of that caliber is used to doing. Sort of the gambler of loyalty is the weak-minded man. It's the man that believes that he can buy his way into a woman's happiness. And the only thing only thing you're really getting at the end of the day is, you know, a whole lot of drama, a whole lot of BS. You being taken advantage of, you being manipulated the whole nine. Social media, online dating is the pathway of all these things that I've I've mentioned. Whether you're talking about hookup culture, whether you're talking about that small, very small, almost invisible um, percentage of people that want relationships, and then the women that claim to want relationships but really just want the benefits of the relationship. Dating forever, but it still reinforces one of its oldest cliches. If you're light speed ugly, you better be prepared to spend some money. Starting in March 2015, Tinder began limiting all users to 100 swipes a day, only giving you more if you signed up for Tinder Plus, which they released with this pre-COVID relic featuring an office-bound hottie going on a European plow fest, facilitated by infinite swipes, the passport feature, and apparently more money than God. <laughs> Essentially, what early users experienced was the free trial. But hey, Tinder did have to make money somehow. And the rewind feature is great, as it allows you to lower your standards on a swipe-by-swipe -swipe basis. People clearly think it's worth the money because Tinder has experienced steady subscriber growth quarter-on-quarter -quarter since it premiered. In 2017, they coughed up an even exclusive subscription level with Tinder Gold, and with it became the most profitable phone application in the world even beating Netflix. But some people are paying a lot more for Tinder than others. And that's where things get interesting. You might not be surprised to know that men greatly outnumber women on basically all dating apps, especially Grindr, for some reason. In the UK... Um, a good example of this would be... I think there was something about roughly 70 to 30 in terms of men 70% men 30% women on these dating apps so it's survival of the fittest like I always say modern day Darwinism 85% of dating app users are dudes and on tinder it's worse with dick outnumbering box at 9 to 1 ratio mm. if our genitals were currency then vag would be the dollar and dong would be well, the Vietnamese dong. 
With this disparity, men face an entirely different kind of European sexpedition. I don't know why, but when I first played this, this did like, it felt like three minutes of this song, this instrumental playing for no fucking reason. And I didn't know what was going on. And I was about to end it. You know Tinder is truly a mobile game when it is packed to the rafters with microtransactions. And this gets, this is where I left off the first time before I was rudely interrupted. And I will, I'm going back to this reference. I'm glad I did this because now I remember exactly what I talked about. For people that play video games, I play video games. I enjoy video games. When I get home, nine times out of ten, I'm going to play video games. Um, World War One, Verdum, and Azonzo. Um, World War One games, bolt action rifles. It's one of the only games, and this is this is the funny thing about it. <clears throat> it's one of those. It's one of the only games where to have a pistol is to pretty much have like god tier. But if you have a pistol, you're good. Hold on one second. Yeah, if you have if you have a pistol, <clears throat> you're good. Like. All the guns are bolt action. So you're not you're not going on necessarily a shoot 'em up type of you have to really strategize and aim and shoot. Right? But for those people who play Call of Duty, you get your uh, first person shooter fix, you know, Call of Duty is pretty much your go to game. Right? go-to game without a doubt and you know Warzone free to play hey you don't gotta pay any money essentially you can just jump right in but can you can you really just jump in and out like that oh But the reference he's making is just like how Tender is. I think Tender now costs, but at first it was free. Then they add the paywalls. Oh, you want, you know, silver, gold, platinum tier. You get different, you know, perks, different benefits, things like that. Cool. Cool. Realistically, that shit, and let me back this car up. That's what I meant to do earlier before I was once again rudely interrupted. <clears throat> rudely interrupted by these fucking people, man. This has just been like a very idiotic 
almost unnecessary type of day. And I hope the rest of my days are nothing like this. I repeat, I hope my days are nothing like today, right? That that was... That was the most difficult parallel parking I did in my entire life just now while recording. I've done worse. I think these people are just starting to leave. But let's let's just continue to go through the madness. Cause Tinder, we've we've went through several videos involving tender several I noticed for a fact moon moon was responsible for one video we went over on the podcast I believe I forgot the other guy's name there's this one African guy that went over um, the percentages of tender and all that shit as well so we went over this before, but you know, sometimes it's worth listening to another perspective. Features. These little doodads and PowerPoint presentation slides promise to push your ugly face into the phones of every meat sack in your zip code. For just $70, Superboost promises to cut you to the front and be seen by up to 100 times more potential matches. Yeah, if you read that correctly, up to one hundred times more views. And then there's the super like, which can be batch bought in groups of five, allowing you to bypass Tinder's basic rule of only showing you to people who've liked you back. To counteract the idea that this was Tinder's equivalent of catcalling, they premiered the feature with this superhero-inspired commercial. Okay, of course, we don't have the visuals, so turn that down and thanks to the recently rolled out tinder platinum currently only available in certain regions subscribers can use their messaging before match feature oh. so that they can attach a little post-it note to their oh, super said- so you can stalk imagine paying money to become an online stalker like really like like think about this imagine paying money out of pocket to essentially be an online predator. Like, like this is membership for creepos, weirdos, right? Who realistically don't have a chance of women to begin with. <clears throat> but they got platinum. So what they pay? 50, 50 dollars a month? I mean, Jesus Christmas. You're not going nowhere without the $50. You paid $50 just to go nowhere. It's like, imagine one day just deciding to get a plane or getting a bus, go on a bus, and just go to a random location. Have no idea where you're going. No way to how no no way in hell how to get back. You, you just you just do it just to do it. It's just stupid to me, but you know, guys that go that route. 
they're definitely beyond the point of no return. These guys are definitely at a point where they are like it's it's beyond being your worst enemy. It's beyond being your own worst enemy because you you'll let other people enable the fucked up shit that you do. Like it's like if someone like if you're an addict the the last person you kind of want to be around is an addict, but then at the same time, it's what you are to begin with. You being with anyone of good value and of good worth, and you only manipulating that person, he's the fool for believing you, but you are the fool for le- for leading him on. See that? Let me have to rewind that to understand that. Tinder's most prized features are those that allow you to bypass the laws of mutual attraction that their whole swiping game is based on. Also included in Tinder Platinum is Priority Likes, a new feature that apparently allows your likes and super likes to be seen by a potential match before the likes of non-subscribers. When this feature is rolled out nationally, I guess you can expect your Tinder train to be front-ended by a first-class carriage of Tinder Platinum Uber Menches. <laughs> but this whole messaging before matching thing goes against everything that Sean Brad said was good about the app. Well, we find out when somebody you want to meet actually wants to meet you back, and we do so in a way that doesn't require you putting yourself out there. But maybe it wasn't Brad's idea. He was removed as CEO in 2015 after being caught up in a sexual harassment lawsuit directed at Justin Mateen by Bumble's eventual founder, Whitney Wolf. Brad did return to the role six months later, but was removed and replaced again by Greg Blatt, CEO of IAC, the Match Group's parent company. And Blatt was removed from the role after he was accused of sexual harassment by a Tinder marketing executive. And that claim is wrapped up in an ongoing lawsuit led by Rad against IAC and the Match Group for allegedly hiding Tinder's growth potential from them and therefore being able to keep billions of dollars worth of stock options from landing in their wallets. Tinder has swiped through a few CEOs since then, treating them like I do any profile where a girl's at Disneyland or Harry Potter World. Left. Sexual harassment of women may be rife at Tinder HQ, but their app discriminates against men. Yeah, I said it. But it is a little bit more complicated than that. A simple but revealing study from the University of London tells us something that you probably already suspected. They found that female profiles received matches about 10% of the time, whereas their male profiles scored a measly 0.6%. Meaning that most men will not get a single match from the 100 freebie swipes that the service gives you outside of their subscription model. So it stands to reason then that the less matches you get, the more likely you're going to be to spaff money into Tinder's system. Tinder? Yeah, that's... There's there's no... There's no secret to that. And there's no surprise to it either, right? Like, is it just me for saying this? Like, imagine if everybody who went on Tinder found someone. Now, realistically, you would think, well, if everyone finds somebody on Tinder, then everybody would be on Tinder, but they would only be on Tinder temporarily. 
like I said earlier, small percentage of women, small percentage of men do want relationships. So that would defeat the purpose of Tinder. Tinder is actually not aimed, and dating apps are not aimed for people who are successful at getting the people that they want to be with. Because if that was the case, they wouldn't be on Tinder. But hey, what a surprise, right? Like, think about it. The people that are most likely on these dating apps are people who realistically don't have a chance with anybody on these dating apps, which drives more people to sort of go on that search. It's an endless journey. You're seeking something valuable and meaningful from a dating app. Like just really, like really sit back and think about that. That, as well as the reality that the men who aren't successful are the ones who are constantly swiping, hoping that someone swipes back. That's that's the engine, that's the fuel that keeps the engine of uh, dating apps relevant. It's like OnlyFans. Take away take away the simps that purchase the memberships of OnlyFans. Would these women still be taking their clothes off and doing all this other shit? Of course not. They wouldn't remotely think about it. I'm watching people like these people are still it's 9 is 901. 901 right 35 minutes and I'm still recording when this is over there's probably one stretch of hallway that I'm going to do and that's going to be it for me and I would I would love to hear the, I would love to hear these people complain the next day I would spend 30 minutes before getting fired lashing out on all these people because they waited like it's nine o'clock, right? Even if I came here at two thirty, which I didn't, I came here at two ten, and I'm leaving at ten ten. The fact that these people sort of just decided, hey, we're, we'll we'll have this a little bit longer, and think that I'm gonna be working a little bit longer, yeah, they got me fucked up. As soon as it's time to leave, I'm out. Whatever y'all people uh, left out is whatever y'all people got to deal with the next day. And and realistically, that's how you got to be with these people. You can't really like because because they kind of they they go about their own schedule. And people like that. And of course, they're mostly women, people like that. They're self-centered, so they don't they don't think about the fact that you have to deal with a lot more because they chose to do things the last minute. They just say, oh, well, you know, this person can deal with it. Yeah, but should they? That's the question. 
Should they be told to do last minute shit when these people had everything supposedly mapped out weeks ahead? I don't think so. And I think these people should be held accountable for what they do. And one of my ways for these people to be held accountable is to leave everything that they have the way that it is. That's how I look at it. Fuck them. You feel me? But let's get back into this fuckery. This tender bullshit madness. Payment model is in direct correlation with how shitty it makes you feel about yourself. And that's why Tinder loves microtransactions. Because it gives you every available opportunity to problem solve your own loneliness with your PayPal account. But Tinder is also charging men more for the same service. Well. Well, what we just heard, and I thought about this before and thought, hey, that's fucked up. But then I realized, well, wait, if it is to a point where it's literally like 70, 30, 70% men, 30% women, there's kind of a method to that. But at the same time, it's like, God, man, ain't like many women, ain't many more women jumping on as there are men. Once again, 70% guys. Huh? Not all men, just older, urban, less desirable men. Last year, Tinder settled an age discrimination lawsuit in California, as they were charging people over 30 twice as much for Tinder Plus. Damn. In other territories, Tinder continues to charge you differently based upon the personal data you hand them when you sign up. A straight male over 50 living in a metropolitan area will pay just under $35 for Tinder Plus, whereas a queer female under 30 living in the same area will pay just under $7 for the same service. <laughs> Through pricing, Tinder is trying to fix its supply and demand problem. They want older, less desirable men to leave their app, but not until after they've spaffed a few paychecks into their system. Tinder's gender disparity problem actually manifested in the real world during the Natasha Ponte incident. Hundreds of men congregated in Union Square for what they thought was a one-on-one -on -one date, but turned out to be a battle royale for some subpar slice. Excuse me. The men who didn't protest their shoddy treatment competed in a push-up contest, a foot race, and were publicly belittled for their various physical failings. The stunt was orchestrated by viral video guru Rob Bliss, who hired 50 full-time staff to message thousands of men on a Ponte's behalf to prove some kind of point. Now the people behind the stunt are speaking out. Showing the Tinder experience in real life shows what we're actually doing on our phones. Oh yeah, brave social experiment there, guys. It is exactly like what happens on Tinder. Except, you know, you're the one humiliating people and putting them on camera for an audience of millions. There's this bit in The Metropolis by Upton Sinclair where an old man keeps losing money at a fixed card game. And he's asked, why do you keep going, old man? Don't you know the game is crooked? To which he responds, of course it's crooked, but damn if it ain't the only game in town. And that's kind of how I feel about dating apps. Tinder isn't going anywhere. And in our- Is that true though? 
And what I mean by this is, if you say, you know, Tinder, Hinge, whatever, you know, name, name whatever mediocre dating app you can name. Is that the only thing in town? Really? I mean, the guys, the desperate guys, sure, that probably is. OnlyFans added on to it. Pornhub added on to it. Whatever, like, whatever, whatever site that permanently distracts the man, which that, that's what it is. Permanent distraction. You got, you got guys who put all of their resources into paying women money on OnlyFans. I remember before all this thing was before OnlyFans became OnlyFans. There were women on Twitch streaming, right? Titties out. They weren't doing nothing serious yet, but it was getting serious. And they would get donations in the hundreds. You know, some guys, you know, they'll get donations. Guys will send them like five bucks, tell them to keep doing what they're doing. You know, some guys are more generous. They give like 20 bucks, some 30, 50 sometimes. As a man streaming, game streaming, it is very less than likely that you will get $100 from someone, someone donating and someone who enjoys watching you to a point of donating $100. With these women that were going on Twitch, they were getting $500 donations. They were getting, you know, $200 donations. This this is like regular donations. This is like what women were regularly making when they were twitching. Now, they had the Twitch streaming, but they would have their titties out. They would do a whole bunch of whole shit. But at that time, you couldn't just sit back and go, oh, that's some whole shit. Because you'll just get called, you know, a woman hater and a misogynist. But it's like, bitch, you a hoe and you're using your body um, to make money and resources. So it's like, I'm at liberty to call you a hoe because you're doing hoe shit. Like, if I'm a bum, if I'm sleeping under a bridge, if I'm a bum, right, I'm walking around smelling like shit, not taking care of myself because I have nowhere to take care of myself at. I'm not going to be upset if a bitch calls me a bum. Like, look at this bum. And I get upset about it. Well, how dare you? I'm sleeping under a bridge. Then I'm a bum, dude. Like, there's no there's no getting past it. And it's similar to, like, how with dating apps, it really is a reality check for a lot of men. And it's the reality check that they're not ready for. That's what it... It's a reality check that most men aren't ready for. Women, generally speaking, they benefit off of it too much for them to look at it or for them to look at what they're doing in their lives and say whatever they're doing is bad. Like here, here, here you would have 
a woman who's an eight, right? A woman who's an eight, she goes on a dating app. Whatever fucking sob story that that woman comes up with, that's a sob story, right? Because you're eight out of ten, right? You're going in, you're going you're going on a dating app where you become, you, you have a pre-selection before even, before even introducing yourself, you already have a group of guys that would want to be with you with women. They just, they realize the last fucking minute that they've had these options, but they don't execute anything with it. What do you think happens? They're bums. They don't do nothing. They don't take advantage of any opportunities in front of them. They want everything spoon-fed to them. If things aren't done a certain way, or if they don't, if men don't act a certain way, or if they don't act in the right time for the women, then the women don't have time for them. If the man gets to that point, then what's, what what happens? And men already got to that point. I'm petty. Fuck these bitches. I'll waste, I'll waste, I'll waste the bitches entire time. I'm petty like that. I don't care. Last time I checked, bitches don't be having no consideration for men like that. They'll see you do something for them, right? They'll see you do something for them and expect you to do more. No ifs, ands, or buts. If you were to ask a bitch to do 25% of what you do, she would be she would be having a fit. And so you look at my like, bitch, what are y'all what are y'all even complaining about? Like the eight or nines that go on dating apps and talk about how terrible it is, these bitches are fucking idiots. You ever hear a guy who's an eight or a nine or a guy who's like high value tell you that Dating apps are garbage without at least smashing five or six bitches in the process. No, you haven't. Stop it. Cut it out. These women, same song and dance. Oh, these dating apps are terrible. These guys are terrible. How many of these terrible guys ran through you? Several. Bitch. Several. And they know it. They know it. They understand. Because they reach that point of no return. And with women, that's kind of where that's where that line is drawn, where women kind of just go to that point where they don't care anymore about who's watching or what what this person is going to say. That person is going to say, if she's going to be a hoe, she's going to be a hoe, man. That's it. If she's going to be a hoe, she is going to be a hoe. And she will hoe it up nonstop. She'll continue to hoe it up nonstop. And today, it's profitable to be a hoe. You ever wonder why it ain't profitable to be a pimp no more? But it's profitable. It's 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 no longer profitable to be a pimp anymore, right? But and I was about to go into some some real niggerish shit, but I'm not going to. But you you can't. You can't be a pimp, right? Today, as a man, to be a pimp, you're a criminal, you're a bad guy. To be a hoe is profitable. To be woman is to be prostitute. 
And to be prostitute is to be profitable. Now, this isn't to say that all women are prostitutes. But what I'm saying is, given the opportunity, if she can get what she can get and enjoy herself in the process, why wouldn't she? This proves OnlyFans. This proves pornography for women. This is the shortcut for a lot of these bitches that in the long run get them nowhere and get them nowhere fast, right? That video is already done anyway, so we're going to exit that out. It's 9.15, 50 minutes in as I speak, under an hour like I promised. These fucking silly ass people are starting to leave now, which I'm going to take my time grabbing everything else that I need to grab because technically I'm only left with an hour to do what I need to do anyway. And the best thing about this situation is, and this is the best thing about it, right? While I'm recording right now for you guys, whether I was recording or not, I would still be waiting for these people to leave because the shit that I have to do actually involves them not being there, which is run the equipment. But anyway, as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode a short episode, straight to the point episode, final, official final thought. It's it's hard for anybody to say, if you are unattractive, you're not going to look at dating apps as anything but the reassurance that you're unattractive. And that's just the cold, hard reality. That's the truth of it. Every guy ain't that guy, you know, that guy that can, you know, get the attention from women and have this and have that. Some guys had their days. But the difference is women have their years. I'll let you think about that. Jersey, Judah, another episode. Crimson, Capsule, Chapel, signing out. Peace.